0: <laughs> all right, everybody, so thanks for tuning in again today to Peeling Back the Fourth Wall. Uh, Aurora and I are very excited to talk about today's episode. And uh, if for all of you who don't know, Aurora is the two-year-old dachshund on the cover art of this podcast. Uh, so she is up and ready to go for today's episode. Um, episode we're going to be talking a little bit about harry potter and i know we've talked about it a little bit on the channel before um you know so we're going to talk about it a little bit again today we've talked about before some fan theories and things that we've kind of developed uh over time and uh what we wanted to do is because of some of the things that aurora and i have come up with for fan theories uh we were looking into some fan theories that other people have had as well (laughs) and uh aurora thought that uh There were some pretty good ones out there, so she wanted to make sure we talked with you guys about some of those, made sure you were aware of them, and, uh, yeah, kind of get your thoughts going on what you might uh, think about these, you know, if they're possible, if it's something that you want to think is is something actually going on. Um, So, yeah, with that being said, we'll get right into it here. So, um, first off, uh, these are a little bit smaller fan theories, so it's not like we're really going to be talking about, uh, you know, full plot defining type of things. You know, things that we really got to get in depth about. Kind of just takes over a few short aspects, for the most part. Uh, so first off, we're going to talk about um, one of the fan theories out there is that Molly Weasley uh, slipped Hermione and Harry love potions. Okay. Now, this theory is very interesting to me, as many who watched the movies uh, and did not read the books did not understand the love pairings, okay? We just did not get it. I did not get it. Like, guys, come on. Like, why is she with Ron? I don't understand. Like, why in the heck did Harry get with Ginny? I don't understand. Didn't make any sense to me. So, um... It was very interesting. I liked the theory on this, uh, that she could have slipped both of them a love potion to kind of, uh, you know, move her kids up the ranks a bit, you know, to, to marry into some, some better uh, wizardry, uh, families, things like that. Um, you know, now obviously Hermione's not coming from a magical family, so that might not be a little valid there, but she's definitely going to be a great witch on her own uh, and maybe she wanted to make sure Ron had someone who could account for the things that he wasn't that good at. Not to say he's not a great wizard himself, but definitely, definitely something to think about with this. Um, you know, I, I like to think this theory, uh, is true, but a uh, little mischievous there for Molly Weasley. Uh, next is we're going to talk about Professor Quirrell. All right. Now I really, really love this theory. Um, And I don't understand why it couldn't have just been a part of the books, um, you know, or a part of the movies. I think this would have been a really nice subtle uh, aspect to add in there that would have, you know, really just added to content, uh, really. But the theory is that Professor Quirrell didn't just try to kill Harry, he also tried to kill Neville as well. And this makes a lot of sense, a lot of sense, guys. So if you remember in book one, movie one, if you remember that and you go and you're looking, um, you know, through the various scenes, there is the scene with Madame Hooch when they're in their flying lessons, right? So when they're sitting there and they're doing their flying lessons, uh, that's a big thing that happens in the beginning where Neville's broom kind of goes haywire right? And Neville is not, you know, one of the top wizards, you know, I, I would say. And, uh, you know, not to say he's awful, but um, the fact that his broom elevated and started flying quicker than other people's, I mean, that's, uh, that's kind of hard to believe. So it would make sense if it was enchanted and then it just kind of did its own thing, Right. Um, And this pairs a little well with one of the theories later that we're going to talk about, but I think this would have added to some unique content because later in the film and in the book, Professor Quirrell uses a spell to jinx Harry's broom during Quidditch. And guys, this this would have been great if this would have been revealed it would have shown depth to jk rowling's thought process it would have shown foreshadowing i mean it this would have been really really good to add in there had she thought of this um you know even when the movies came out if someone had thought of this between the books and the movie coming out this would have been really good concept to add in there all it does is really just add to all the stories it doesn't change anything um and it just gives a little bit more to Quirrell's character now this also makes a little bit of sense because not just him trying to test it out right because a lot of times you'll see that in movies you'll see that where you know someone's trying to test out their way of killing someone right or their way of attacking someone they test it out first and then they you know go execute it on the person they meant to to make sure it would work right So that happens in other movies and TV series and things like that. But this would have been a good way to do that here, where he's not just testing it on Neville, but he's also targeting Neville. Because if you think back to the prophecy and everything that Voldemort is... uh, Sorry, it took me a while to make sure I could say that name, but Aurora said she's got me covered here. So um, when you think back to the prophecy that he was afraid of, it referred to... Um, you know, child, it referred to when they were born and, and everything. And actually, that goes to two different kids. And that would have been Neville or Harry. So, it it could have been that Neville might have been the chosen one the whole time that Voldemort should have been afraid of. Who knows? But, um, this would have been a way for Quirrell to also take a shot at Neville just in case neville is the person they were talking about so it would have been interesting on a very very different levels there could have been really some depth there to it as to why this was thought out um so yeah we'll move on to the next one here but i just wanted to mention it because i know we talked about molly weasley slipping hermione and harry a love potion it was also a fan theory that jenny slipped harry a love potion right i 100 percent think this is factual i 100 percent think that this actually happened Um, and people are not going to tell me otherwise because mainly I didn't read the books, right? I didn't read the books. I don't do that. It's, that's too much for me. I watched the movies and Jenny's acting was atrocious. It, It did not go well. It was awkward. It was weird. It, uh, I did not like it whatsoever. Every time that they kissed or showed in any way they were in a relationship, I just cringed. I got this eerie, eerie feeling, right? So, I believe this fan theory. I think this makes a lot of sense. Harry could have been with so many other people, and uh, Jenny, 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 Jenny. Oh, that acting was just so bad. I wish they had casted someone else. Sorry, casted someone else in that role. I'm just tired of it. You know, that's what that's what got me yawning. I'm, I'm tired of thinking about it. But, um, no, it, it's it's definitely an interesting theory. I like it. It goes along with Molly Weasley theory about her slipping Hermione and Harry a love potion. So, interesting one to think about there. I personally believe that because I just don't see them two being together. I just don't think it works. From the movie standpoint. Now, in the books, maybe there's something else there. But, really, really did not like the way that went in the movies. So, uh next up here we will get to harry um harry ron and hermione uh their year in school so if you think about it this fan theory i think this makes a lot of sense and, and really should have been put in the books as well harry's school year there was only 10 gryffindors in in school that year that got put into hogwarts the the same year as harry and overall there wasn't a lot of students in general in that year And, uh, if you think about it, you know, when was Harry born? Well, he was, he was born right after the dark time. He was born during the dark times, right? That's how Hagrid referred to it. There were wars, there were followers of Voldemort and all this stuff. So I really think it makes a lot of sense. There was a baby drought. There was a baby drought guys. I mean, there were not little witches and wizards being born, um, because, you know, the witches and wizards were a little preoccupied. They were focused on something else, trying to keep themselves safe, trying to, you know, not have Voldemort or a Death Eater, you know, kill them, so they were not focused on, you know, getting the business going and, you know, making making some babies out there, so uh, they were not there to, you know, reproduce and, and and be making Little Witches and Wizards, and because of that, you know, that, uh, I think, is what played the role there in there being so few of students in Harry's year at Hogwarts, Um really big factor and it makes a lot of sense that during the dark times you know there, there's not going to be as many children that are born and, and things like that because of what was going on so i like this fan theory a lot i think it makes so much sense and uh really you guys can just put it in your minds that this is the reason for it because it doesn't change anything it doesn't take anything away from the story nothing really is different so I like to think that it's true. I like to think that this is a part of it. And uh, yeah, I feel good about that. So next, this is a very interesting one. Probably the most interesting one um, of this entire podcast is the theory that Draco Malfoy is a werewolf. Okay? This theory uh, goes back to after Lucius Malfoy... Failed in the Department of Mysteries, right? He failed to get the prophecy and, and everything the right way. Um, he lost to um, the Order of the Phoenix, and after that, this theory says that because he failed, Greyback, who's a you know devoted follower of, of Voldemort bit Draco Malfoy and turned him into a werewolf because Drake because Draco's father failed as a punishment right now I love this so much on so many levels and it makes so much sense because this is what would have turned Draco's mom Narcissa Malfoy to support Harry in the last movie right she flips She completely changes her stance and thought process on things. She wants her son to have to kill Albus Dumbledore. The most powerful wizard in Hogwarts. The most powerful wizard, arguably, of all time. She wants to make Draco have to kill him as an assassin. Like, that puts him in harm's way. Why would she do that? Oh, she wants Draco to be in good graces with Voldemort. Because right now, he's not. So, that explains that for one thing. Second, it explains why... She, you know, knew Harry was alive, but didn't tell Voldemort after the killing curse because she wanted to make sure Draco was alive and she wanted to support Harry because, again, she was worried that in Voldemort's world, Draco would be an outcast. He would not fit in. He would not be anything because he was a werewolf. So I love this. I, I think it worked out so well. Um, if you go back and watch the movies and everything, I think it makes sense. You know, Draco kind of falls apart um, after, after the uh, his dad fails in the Department of Mysteries. He kind of falls apart. He's a little whiny and all over the place. And I think it's because he's dealing with a lot. I think he's got a lot on his plate. He, he's scared. He's terrified. You know, all this things going wrong with him from the werewolf standpoint. I think that that would have messed up anyone. So um, I think it makes a lot of sense. Really interesting there to think about that theory. Um, I don't know if I like to think about that theory as being like core content or canon, but um, it's fun to think about every now and then. So, yeah, anyway, um, we'll move on to um, another interesting one. We'll go back to how Quirrell tried to kill Neville, right? Um, Well, we're going to talk about neville and this actually would support that theory of quirrell trying to kill neville because neville the theory is that neville was not great at school because he used his father's wand right and we know that if you don't use your actual wand that was given to you that chose you you will not get great results you know you you will you'll be fine you can use it But it's not going to give you the best results if you don't have your own wand that chose you, right? Same thing with Ron. He got a hand-me-down wand, right? That's why Percy and the Weasley brothers, Fred and George, seem to be superior in their wands, you know, to Ron. And I really think that's why. I think it's because his wand didn't choose him. He got a hand-me-down. Same thing with Neville. He got it from his dad, and I really think that was the big thing to it because if you look at Neville, look at what he succeeded at. He was good at potions. He was good at herbology. He was good at the things that didn't require a wand, right? This makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. So now this supports Quirrell trying to kill Neville because being on a broom doesn't require a wand so he probably would have been a fairly good flyer. He probably would have been pretty good at flying on a broom, so this could support that theory that why would his broom go all haywire on him? That doesn't require a wand, so he should have been fairly good at it, and that also helps support that, so very interesting there, and I also love to think about this because I think Neville was actually a really good wizard in his own right, Um, just because his wand not necessarily betrayed him, but wasn't chosen to be with him. Yes, it's definitely going to have some different outcomes and probably hurt his productivity when it comes to his wand um abilities. So, I like that. I think it was really good to have um in the podcast and and I I really like to think this that that he was actually a really good wizard and uh, the only reason that he was not a great wizard at school or re- or looked at as a great wizard is because, you know, he used his father's wand and it wasn't going to give him the best results. So, I like that. Okay, next, guys, we're going to talk about the Dementors. Um, this is something a lot of people do talk about, and um, it makes a lot of sense here. So the Dementors, this theory says the Dementors were attracted to Harry because he had a part of Voldemort inside him, right? Now, a lot of people say, oh, you know, the Dementors are attracted to you because of the things you experienced before, right? The, the trauma that you experienced as a baby and things like that. Like, that's why they were drawn to you. Okay, sure, that's fine. But this makes so much more sense. This would have been such a better explanation for Lupin to have for Harry as to why the Dementors were attracted to him and why they continuously came after him. This is awesome. It makes so much sense. The Dementors attacked Harry because he had a part of Voldemort inside him. He was a Horcrux, and they could feel and detect Voldemort. So they probably looked at it and said, You know what? This is Lord Voldemort. This is someone who is evil, and we are going to, uh, you know, we are going to attack him. And I think it makes sense because, yes, later in the films, you might confuse this. Later in the films, the Dementors were on the side of uh, Lord Voldemort. This is because at that point, Voldemort owned the Ministry of Magic. I mean, he pretty much ruled the Ministry of Magic um, because, you know, he had his Death Eaters running the Ministry. Before that was when the Death Eaters or the Dementors went after Harry. Like, this was way before that. And I think this was because they they were still good. They weren't doing something wrong. They weren't trying to attack Harry out of you know uh, lord voldemort telling them to do it they were doing it because they felt lord voldemort's presence and that is what led them to attack harry so i love this i think it's great i'm gonna feel like this is the real reason why and it doesn't change anything else outside the story so really enjoy that okay last up here we're gonna talk about (laughs) another interesting one it's a little comical but uh this theory is that rita skeeter is jk rowling in the books, you know, and I, I like to think this. This is actually really fun for me to think. You know, J.K. Rowling, she wrote Rita Skeeter's character, and I think uh, it's really fun to think that hey, J.K. Rowling um, wanted to put herself in a way into the books, and she wrote herself as Rita Skeeter because she's an author. She writes all of Harry's, you know, biographies, memoirs, all that stuff. Like she, she writes all of the stuff about him. She's all about the news about him. She she knows everything that's going on. She knows all the history and stuff. She's been a part of everything from history and news from day one of the Wizarding World. Like, cool. This makes a lot of sense. This makes a lot of sense, guys. Like, Who in that time period would just know so much of all these things, and they're a writer? Well, the person who developed it all, and that's J.K. Rowling. So I think it's fun. I think it's fun to think about it that way. Um, Don't really know if her character kind of acts like um, J.K. Rowling in any way. I don't know her at all, Uh, but I think it's fun to think that, okay, hey, she tried to put herself in there a little bit. I just think that's really fun when I... uh, you know writers try to do that obviously you don't want to do it where it's affecting the film and it makes it really bad because we've seen people do that way too much but um yeah i think this is a fun one I think it's really interesting to think about so really good one there um yeah and that's the last one uh that we had for today again these are small uh potter fan theories uh just some things that you can think about as you watch the movies you know try to disprove them try to say how it doesn't work um and not just because you don't like it but literally because hey no that doesn't work that 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 couldn't have happened and a lot of these they all could have happened and they all could have made sense within the plot so I really enjoyed it uh so yeah what did you guys think is there any fan theories you've heard out there uh smaller fan theories that you know could have made sense with the plot really could have uh you know just been there and added in and not changed anything but really added some depth to some things so yeah what did you guys think is there any out there you've heard of Uh, Let us know what you think of the podcast. Let us know what you think of the episodes and uh, anything we can do to change things up, make it a little bit better. And if you enjoyed it, you know, feel free to like, share, subscribe, send it to some of your friends so they can enjoy the content as well. And uh, yeah, with that being said, uh, Rora and I will uh, go on her evening walk and uh, we will enjoy that and let you guys get back to your day as well. Thank you so much and have a great day.